Good morning. This is Pat Bay with Legal Play. Good morning, and I'm Chelsea Alazi. And today, Hap, we are talking about foreclosures and the automatic stay in bankruptcy. Right, which is something that there's, you can't foreclose. Yeah. So, so let's, let's kind of tee this up with the fact that at some point in time, uh, and this could apply to businesses, it could apply to individuals, but they, they own a piece of real property and they got a mortgage on. So they got a bank loan, a mortgage company gave them a loan, taking back a deed of trust in Texas. Some, some other states call that a mortgage in the process. Uh, but anyway, it is, it is the owner of the land has secured it with debt. And generally speaking, that debt calls for like monthly payments and the requirement that taxes, insurance uh, be maintained and kept current in the process. So, and payments are made. Sometimes they're made monthly payments. Sometimes they make monthly payments and there's a big balloon payment that comes due. Sometimes they default in, in making monthly payments, in which case, the generally speaking, the holder of the note has the right to say, okay, I'm accelerating, defaulted. Now you got to pay me the whole thing. Uh, that could be very disruptive and may force the debtor, property owner debtor, you know, to file bankruptcy which is, is at best a temporary fix because that doesn't mean they get out of the debt. It just means that uh, they're, they're, they get a little breathing to try to work things out. Mm -hmm. uh, and then at the firm, we've done a lot of this. And I've seen you putting together a lot of these notes and deeds of trusts too that talk about you know payments due and balloon payments and acceleration and things like that. And that's that. Sometimes we be, I mean, represent a lot of hard lenders. I have some of my own portfolio as well that uh, we, we either buy or in some cases originate uh, mortgages. And we, we typically do it for, for when there are borrowers that don't have quite good enough credit or asset base or income to go get a bank loan. So some of these mortgages that we do and get involved with are a little more risky and there is you know, sort of this higher chance of uh, it going into a mortgage foreclosure. Mm -hmm. uh, or at least the, the, the uh, creditor having to threaten that in order to get paid. Okay, so we've come to that point now where, point now where we it's time to foreclose. Got a mortgage, so we're ready to foreclose. I mean, that, that they had made payments, we gave them a chance. Maybe we entered in a forbearance agreement, gave them a chance, they paid for a while, but, but they're, they're, just, they're just not going to get its paid. Uh, so we posted for foreclosure. And in Texas, that's a fairly simple non-judicial process. Uh, do it 21 days before the foreclosure posted, uh, give notice to the borrower, and show up. Most counties, courthouse staff, Paris County actually has one at Bayou Event Center down south of Plant uh, Stadium uh, as a place where the, the sale is conducted. A lot of times that is stopped by the fact that the borrower either gets an injunction, which is a state law liberty, temp temporary restraining, preventing the foreclosure. That usually requires and is less common than the debtor filing bankruptcy. Debtor files bankruptcy, individual to file generally the 13 to stop a chapter 13 to stop a house being foreclosed on a business, generally speaking, after chapter 11, in order to stop that. And what that comes into play is uh, section 361 of the bankruptcy, which is referred to as the automatic stay which basically prevents creditors from taking any action to collect on a debt without court approval. 
So this usually happens, you know, the day before the uh, foreclosure. So there's not time to go get court approval. Uh, yeah, and, where the debtor and, and their attorneys, you know, yes. here, here comes yes. the 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 mortgagee saying, okay, I'm, I'm foreclosing. And the debtor says, you can't, I'm in bankruptcy. Right, right. Which then starts the process. Okay, now you're in bankruptcy. You're required to make post-petition payments. You're still required to have insurance. And you're still required to pay taxes. So, yeah, we're going to get a little bit of breathing room. But, you know, you better start paying. If not, I'm going to make a motion I mean, to lift the stay, which is basically a, a process where you're saying bankruptcy court, please let me foreclose. Let me carry out some collection action and with a mortgage. That's usually a foreclosure. And uh, the courts will do it sometimes and sometimes they won't. Generally speaking, a debtor that's a few payments behind but can make current payments, can maintain insurance, can get taxes paid, and just needs uh, you know uh, a couple of years to pay off uh, in, under some plan. The rearage they'll usually be successful. Now those are not common because more uh, debtors that get themselves in that situation aren't able to work mm -hmm. themselves out. Sometimes the solution is well, okay, you know we can't continue to maintain this, but we'll sell it. It's worth more than that, so we'll hire a hire a, a, a listing agent. And uh, start marketing the property and sell it and get enough money to pay, pay the first lien off, and uh, every, everybody go home. Uh, and sometimes that works. Uh, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes there, there are other problems. Sometimes the amount of the mortgage is greater than the asset that the lender is trying to foreclose on. So it 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 can create situations that are just can't solve. Mm -hmm. So the creditor makes a motion to lift or modify the stay, uh, sets a hearing. The courts then, you know, hold a hearing and sides get to argue. And it's an equitable, it's a, it's a both legal and equitable argument that the, the borrower is always saying, I've got equity, I'm, yeah, you know, something's gonna happen, I'm gonna be able to pay. And the creditor says, we waited long enough. You know, what they're trying to do is not feasible, please let us foreclose. I feel like in a lot of this case, it's it's trying to say, okay, here's this big bad creditor, you know, the guy in the business suit that like owns the whole town, trying to foreclose on the little guy, and you know, it's it's the whole David and Goliath, and oh, don't you feel sorry for the debtor? That's what you from the debtor, and then mm -hmm. the creditor goes, we've lent this money, we're not getting paid. The 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 the, the debtor is a deadbeat. Well, and not and not just like. I think people forget about the property itself in that sure they're fighting over this asset and you've got, you know, the the poor the poor debtor and the and the big bad creditor. But here's this property that sometimes I think the court will say, Yeah, go ahead and let the creditor foreclose just to save the property because like you said, maybe taxes aren't being paid, maybe they're letting it go into disrepair because the debtor can't afford to maintain it. And what a waste if 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 the foreclosure would go through. Um, at least, you know, the creditor would have the means to then do, you know, do a sale or go in and fix it up and right. but, but basically and then, save the property. So it's not just sitting there going away. And, and, and those are all, all arguments that come out in the process. The recent case we had is it was a, a uh, commercial, you know, property and what kind of insurance, proper kind of insurance was the, the subject matter of two hearings uh, with regard to that and finally finding the creditor was successful in convincing the judge that this doesn't meet the, the criteria. 
it does there's not insured for all of the risks that it needs to be insured for and ultimately allowed the state to lift in the process. Uh, and this is automatic stay litigation is its own little niche within bankruptcy. It is its own little niche within the, the mortgage lending industry in the process. And it's you know, can be in some cases big dollars, a big transaction that both the debtor and the creditors are dealing with. And there are, you know, there are good guys and bad guys. Um, and there were, there, there are very, very, very few saints uh, and uh, parties that are perfectly innocent in the process. Uh, everybody, you know, kind of wants to hang on. Everybody wants to get the property. And uh, sometimes the, the, the process of doing that isn't the cleanest in the world. Uh, creditors sometimes wind up with properties that are not worth what they were were when they made, when they lent the money. Yeah. You know, debtors sometimes wind up, you know, paying way too much in default interest and attorney's fees. Uh, and uh, penalties for not paying taxes all the time. It's, it's, it's you know, a very inefficient way to, to operate. Bankruptcy slows it down, uh, but if the debtor is not able to really come up with a plan or a method of paying the, the, the creditor in a timely fashion, then generally speaking, of course, will allow and the bankruptcy. Uh, can mm -hmm. Now, a lot of times, the interesting part is you know, the original fighter, when, when, when the, the, the borrower borrows money and the lender lends the money, the lender has sold the mark, sold the, the, the note on the secondary market, and now some pool that owns it. Then when it goes into default, they take it out of the pool and they sell it to somebody else who does that. Uh, sometimes you'll find strategic buyers that will go to the mortgage company and want to buy this note so that I can I can be the one that forecloses and uh, I want to wind up with property. And sometimes you get a situation where the, the, the borrower has the first lien mortgage, but they also have second lien. Maybe they have a tax lien, an abstract judgment, all of which lead the property. So they really can't just sell the property because the with all the add up all the liens, there's no value, no equity left in the property. So either the bankruptcy court has to get involved to authorize a sale and sell the property and turn the property into money and then have the creditors in priority uh, take what money. Is which may mean first two, but may mean that you sell a piece of property that bankruptcy authorizes to sell a piece of property. Money goes into court. First lien holder takes its portion. Second lien holder takes its portion. There's not enough to pay the third lien holder, so third lien holder overpays what's left. The fourth and fifth lien holder go get it, and that happens a lot. Yeah. Where if you're trying to sell that sell that property without the aid of the bankruptcy court, without a closure by a spirit lien holder. Fourth and fifth lien holders have to come up and get satisfied or agree to take less than what they're entitled to in order to lease the property, or you can't sell it. Pap knows a lot about this. So <laughs> if, if <laughs> you're. I have some battle scars. There's some school, school, school book knowledge in this, but there's some battle scars for having fought these battles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if, if, if you're trying to foreclose and you need a, a bankruptcy stay lifted, He's he's the guy to talk to. Be there. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Well, thanks for being here with us, Al. Thank you. 
And if you know, uh, if, 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 the, if you like this video, like and subscribe. If you know of anybody who this would be useful to, please share it. And uh, we're here if you have any questions. All right. Thank you. This is Matt May with Legal Play.